Hello fellow explorers, and welcome back to The Journey, episode 4. Uh, first off, I'd like to apologize for the last episode. I tried to record while driving, and as I'm sure you heard, did not go so well with the editing post. Um... So just in case it was completely unlistenable for some of you, um, bullet points were my parents, when I said that my parents didn't raise me right, I didn't mean mistreated or neglected or anything like that, um, simply meant that I was referring to, you know, I was raised in the mindset of being male, um, and potentially am not male and then started therapy went pretty well pretty excited um it's definitely nice to have a not somebody who isn't biased to comment or very least to just unload all my feelings and emotions too um so highly recommended to get a therapist but on to this episode, building your support. I came out to arguably my best friend. Um, you know, it's, he's somebody that the time we've known each other, we've always kind of been somebody that we can rely on for each other. Um, and had to come out sooner or later because... He is the co-owner of the podcast company, so would have been hard to hide it from him. Anyways, but yeah, um, definitely nerve-wracking to say the least. This is one of those where, you know, I kept making excuses for myself of... Well, he was upset about that, or, oh, we didn't really have the time while we were recording the other things, the other shows we do, or producing, um, so I ended up, uh, doing it through text, because I just, I mean, like I said, I mean, it was nerve-wracking, I kept shutting down and not saying anything when we were in person. So the text kind of gave me a way to say what I wanted to at my own pace and, you know, send it to him. And it went really well. Um, Said definitely, you know, definitely was a shock to him. Didn't see, like, you know, there were really no signs. Um... If you weren't intimately around me, you know. Um, so, you know, he was shocked by that point, but he was really supportive and said whatever I needed. He was there for me. And, you know, it, uh, he said, as, as long as I'm not hurting children or animals he'll support me you know no matter what 
Um, I do think I made the mistake of, you know, I told him, still figuring things out, and he didn't have to worry about pronouns or a new name or anything like that. Um, I feel like that could potentially backfire on me because that's if I do decide to transition into being a woman. At some point, it's almost like I'll have to come out again and be like, hey, I'm actually uh, she, her. And here's my new name. So I don't know. I don't know going forward. I don't know who's next on my list of people to tell, you know, um, to build my support group. But, I don't know, I think maybe going forward, I do need to address the pronoun thing. But it's hard when I'm not, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to fall on the spectrum. You know, um, some of that could be internal transphobia. Or just fear in general, you know, not necessarily against transgender, just fear in general that maybe I'm resisting myself, but, oh, it's something to definitely think about, for sure, but, you need to find if you're going through this journey also with me, um, you need to find somebody in your life that you can trust and feel them out. Um, that's what I kind of did with Frankie is, uh, you know, we're both nerds, both like comics. So I kind of looked up transgender heroes, which not a lot out there. Um, but ironically enough for me, apparently Loki is from Marvel Comics and Thor fame, um, which was news to me, so I had to do some research on that myself, but I, like, genuinely asked him, like, if he knew, you know, and we looked it up together and figured it out, and I have some issues with it, but, um, that's how I kind of knew he would be safe to talk to because he was like, you know, Marvel comics always do cool and progressive things, you know, and he wasn't like, oh, that's so weird. Uh, he was like, you know, it's kind of weird that they would make, he said, I don't know how the uh, god of tricks and lying, how uh, it's a good role model for the transgender community, but. Yeah. Also, fun fact for all you nerds out there with me, um, Mystique, not considered transgender because no matter what form she was in, she still identified internally, she still identifies internally as herself, um, as female. So, fun fact there. Um, gosh, to have those powers, am I right? That'd be so 
freaking cool. And then even later on, one of the newer kids, his name's escaping me, but his like mutant ability was like almost chameleon-like, where he would pick up the features of whoever he was around. And uh, it's this big story where Emma Stone teaches him, like, he can use the powers, like, charisma and to make people comfortable. But, man, to be able to just at will, just be like, yep, female today, bearded burly man tomorrow, all right, yeah. It's unrealistic, but that'd be the ideal dream, you know? Be able to just change like that and woo, it's nothing. I guess the hard part of that would be, you know, potentially lose your true form and maybe find your true form, you never know. But It's good. Um, It's been a little bit since I came out to Frankie. And we haven't really, like, had any follow-up conversations or anything about that, you know? Which I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where him as the the outside person doesn't, probably doesn't want to be prying and you know I'm too set in my ways of not wanting to be selfish or take attention on myself certain aspects but no it's it's really euphoric telling people though like it's kind of like this high that you live on of woo like speaking the truth here you know Speaking the truth. Wow. So, yeah, I don't... I don't know where exactly I'm thinking of the spectrum right now. Um, It's that whole, like, I know I want to be passable, but... Do I just want to... Have the option... Of presenting female... Or do I want to do it full time? Do I truly feel female? Like, you know, what what are the signs there? But I don't know, I guess that's what I gotta think about for the next episode, maybe. I don't know. But Admitting it to yourself is great, and then you know, building your support system and having somebody else to talk to about it, for me at least, has created this great, like, it's like a relief off my shoulders of, hey man, I identify more female than I originally wanted to acknowledge. 
and there's some potential that I will start presenting as female as well. Um, a therapist did say this one thing where um, she was relating it to recording, and it's like to hear to hear the one part, you have to turn down all the other instruments, you know. It's kind of the same way when you're starting out of if you decide to transition into one solid binary gender, you know, like for me, if I would decide to transition to be a female, it's like I have to turn down all these other aspects and characteristics and things I identify as in my life and focus on this newly discovered feminine one. And sometimes you may go all in and then once you get to the point of feeling comfortable in that new identity, you can kind of readjust things and bring things back in and you know, maybe you need to leave some things out, which is okay. Um so at the end of the day you need to do what's gonna be right for you. And that's not always the easy decision to make, you know, take it for me a hundred percent. Up until recently, you know, I did my very best to not be selfish. I made mistakes in my life, sure, and did selfish things in my life. But I would always go out of my way to make sure somebody else was taken care of. And this year I've decided, you know, I still want to be a good person, take care of people, but... I need to be selfish and take care of myself, especially now with this revelation that just remember you are not alone. You're not alone.